Hello and welcome to episode two of Simply Mr. Hayes, the podcast. Here we share ideas, experiences, and resources to help other educators. I'm your host, Eric Hayes. You may have seen me before on Twitter at the handle Mr. Underscore Hayes or read my blog, Simply Mr. Hayes. In this second episode, I interview Ebony Ford, a middle school ESL teacher with a passion for social emotional learning. First of all, it's a pleasure having you with us. Thank How you, are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, here in Brooklyn, trying to get through COVID-19, um, but things are going well. You know, it's a it's a, a moving situation, and we're just adapting to it here in the city. Yeah, it's like trying to construct a plane while it's flying. No, really, this is exactly what someone told me. They said we're we're building the plane as we fly, but you know, it's we're building it and it's flying. That's all that matters right now. <laughs> Hopefully soon we can get the plane built and continue flying and, you know, we might have to start looking at things more long term and not so much on a day to day basis, Um, but we're figuring it out. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I'm especially ecstatic to have you talking to us is because I had a chance to visit you in pre COVID-19 world and and talk to you about the, the work that you're doing with social emotional learning. And I was very impressed. And I said, there's no way I can limit this to a blog. I have to interview you. So I'm so glad that you accepted this. And I'm going to ask you some questions about what I saw and how you're, how you're transitioning. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your, your background, how you started working with um, the Urban Assembly, social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. All right. So I am, by trade, I'm an ENL teacher, also known as ESL. Um, on the larger side of things. Um, I am also a social studies teacher by trade. Um, I started working at the Urban Assembly Unison School. We're a middle school in Brooklyn, New York. I started working there six years ago. Um, and I started as just a, just a teacher. Um, and during my time as being just a teacher, I started realizing like the students that I'm working with, they have been experiencing traumas. They have, um, you know, they're a part of a larger system where they have been disenfranchised a lot. Um, and so we, our support work is the Urban Assembly and the Urban Assembly offered us um, some support. And they said, we have this social emotional learning that we'd like to explore um, and we would like to, use um, you guys as like a pilot school. So um, they gave us something called the DESA, the uh, Devereaux Student Self, Devereaux Student Strength Assessment. Um, and so we started doing the DESA with our students. Um, and it's a survey where teachers are able to rate different things that they see their students doing. Um, and these relate into competencies, this um, five cell competencies. Um, and so it, it, you're able to see what are students' strengths, um, what are they rated typical for their age range, and what are their areas of need. So we started, uh, we did the DESA one round, and then we decided, all right, we like the DESA. The Urban Assembly then offered us um, some curriculum, some explicit cell curriculum, um, and we started using the explicit cell curriculum in our advisory program. So we created an advisory program Um, where our students, five days a week, they receive explicit social-emotional learning instruction with a teacher and a small group of students. Um, And then we assess them, you know, multiple times throughout the year using the DESA 
personally, I started in my role. My role now is, uh, as well as the teacher, a social, um, as well as an ESL teacher, I'm also the cell instructional lead. So I'm responsible for delivering professional development for teachers um, around social emotional learning. I help with our school's pacing, um, our advisory pacing, uh, for what competencies are we gonna be focusing on for the month. Um, and I am a part of professional learning communities with other social emotional learning instructional leads with uh, David Adams at the Urban Assembly. And we, all of this is just in service of our students and helping to support their cell needs. Great. And I, I will say that I really enjoyed learning from you. I could see your passion. And I thought, how is she? She is English language learning teacher, right? ESL, English second language, and social emotional learning. And you're doing, you're wearing both hats very well. So Thank you. Thank you. you are to be commended. Well, you know, uh, I always feel like the things that I do on the cell side of things is always, it always translates into my classroom. So if I am able to help deliver, um, if I'm able to support my students social emotionally, it'll help me thrive as a teacher and it'll also help my students. So it's all in service of students. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. And this is, you know, the work that I enjoy doing. So it works out. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. It makes us better people as we learn those skills ourselves, right? We're more into modeling them and teaching to our students. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They're not separate areas where it's like, okay, we're going to focus on this. And now I'm going to care about your academic. No, it's the whole child. And I love that approach. Yeah, it's the whole entire child. And I think sometimes that's a misconception that people have. They think that it's two separate things like, oh, I can only worry about my content. Social emotional learning is on the background, you know, on the back burner. When in actuality, they're not uh, two separate things. They work together really well. And so if you are paying more attention to the social emotional learning side of things, and you'll, it'll help you with your content. Exactly. And speaking about um, um, SEL being kind of thrown in the back burner, you know, with the challenges that we're facing going to, you know, distance learning, remote learning, how have you been able to transition? For some schools, it seems like, you know, the, the, the essay, the social emotional learning needs are kind of like put, it's just, it's too much. We're going to worry about that later. What is your school doing to continue the work that you had started? So like I said earlier, um, we have an advisory program where our students meet with one teacher and 10, it's usually 10 to 12 students. Um, and so we have now moved our advisory program from in the school building to online. And so teachers have video conferences with their advisories three days a week for one hour. Usually during a school day, it would only be 20 minutes, but because we're online, it's one hour. Um, and students have the opportunity to talk about their emotions. They have the opportunity to talk about what's, uh, what's going on with them. Are they feeling stressed? How are they managing their time? Um, and then teachers are still able to deliver explicit cell instruction um, online through, uh, like I said, video conferencing. Um, and we've seen over the last few weeks that we've been doing distance learning, we're in week three right now. The kids are really enjoying it and they're actually showing up to their advisories more so than their content classes. Um, because advisory is, it's just a time where you're able to express yourself um, and 
they have someone that they know cares about them and someone that is uh, an adult that's going to be checking in on them every single day. So it's very important um, for our students because they're going through a lot at home right now. Um, and so just having that one adult and your advisory classmates there to support you is very beneficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like, I thought, I thought that's interesting that you said that they're going to uh, the advisory sometimes more than the, the content areas. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah, because, you know, in advisory, like I said, it's a place where they can check in. Um, it's a place where someone cares about them. And, and not saying that in content areas, the teachers don't care about them or that they're not checking in, but it, it's just, it's different. Your advisory teacher teaches you um, what you can do to manage your stress. Your advisory teacher teaches you how to manage your time. Your advisory teacher is the person that you go to um, for any any need that you might be having. Or uh, the advisory teacher also can refer you to any social worker or refer you to resources. So advisory is just a big place for community building. Um, community building is very important uh, at our school. And so we've just, like I said, we've moved that community building from in-person with one another to online and it's translating very well for us. I love it, I love it. So for, for schools and, and teachers that um, are, are having just a, a difficult time and just this whole distance learning, and that is completely understandable, but they still want to take care of the social, emotional, uh, learning needs of their students. What would you, what do they need to understand? What would you recommend for them? Mm. Um, something I would recommend is, number one, letting your students know that you care about them. And you it's not that you only care about them turning in their work. You actually care about them and how they are. Um, I think as teachers, you know, we believe our content is very important. Uh, and one thing that we might do is we might be giving students way too much work during this time, thinking that it's a regular school day for them, when in actuality, it's really not a school, a full school day, um, and it's done differently. So we have to be uh, very cognizant of the needs that our students might have and the things that they might be going through. Uh, students might not be telling us everything uh, that's going on with their families. So I think as teachers, it's important that we are very empathetic and that we are being patient with ourselves and being patient with our students during this time um, and just being there to support and you know give them resources, give their families resources, letting them know, like, I care about you as a person. I don't just care about the work that you turn in. Yeah, no, for, for sure. Um, now you mentioned something interesting um, before we start this, this, this episode. Um, you mentioned one of the things that you are doing for yourself as a teacher. And I thought if we could take a few moments to talk about that, because I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, so for myself, one thing that I'm doing to help manage the stress and the anxiety and things that I'm feeling is I'm journaling every single day. Um, and I'm journaling about my day. I'm journaling about my emotions. I'm journaling about um, what are my kids experiencing? How are my kids experiencing school? Just what are just these big ideas that, um, that, I, that I am noticing going on? So that's really something that I've used to help me. Um, and I think that it's, we need to be offering these types of uh, things to our students. Let our students know, like, this is a way that you can manage your stress. You can, you can journal, you can do some online yoga, you can, um, you know, 
exercise, get out, go out for a walk, as long as you're social distancing. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, I think everybody is feeling stressed. Everybody is feeling anxiety right now. So one of the best things that we can do um, is we can, you know, help our students manage this stress. And so I'm doing the modeling of me managing my stress by journaling. Um, and what I, what I thought also interesting about the, the journaling and sometimes for others, they may not realize this, that could be some, that doesn't have to be anything that we, that we release out into the world, you know? Right. Yeah. Personally, I'm not sharing my journal with anyone. It's, I'm not putting it online. I'm just, good, good. <laughs> I'm writing it in my little notebook and I'm just keeping it for me. Um, and it's, it's helpful. I think a lot of times people might feel pressure to have to like produce content um, and, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to share every single thing with the entire world. Some things are just for you. Yeah. 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 And that's part of, and that's part of taking care of our own um, emotional needs, that self-care piece. Yeah. And I appreciate, I think I've read some wonderful articles by people who've, who've shared their struggles and learning but that's not something for everyone. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's certain, I imagine that after, afterwards, you can look at it and, and it'd be such a growing piece because you have all these, these observations, these things, and they'll forever kind of propel you forward as a teacher, like, oh, I didn't realize this, I wanna try this. Exactly, like I'm writing down a lot of ideas um, and just like I said, just thoughts that I have. And I know that the things that I'm writing down right now are going to have an impact on the way that I operate as a teacher and as a leader in the future. Um, and so I, it's just useful, like you said, to have it written down and I'm not sharing it with anybody. It's just my own self-reflection. Um, and so it works out for me. So besides um, the connections that you have with Urban Assembly, are there any resources that you could share that you know of that you could point people who wanna learn more about um, SCL and want to continue to, to kind of incorporate that in their in their lessons or at their schools? Yeah, so um, obviously one really big resource is CASEL. Uh, they have lots of different uh, things that they, lots of different resources that they offer for uh, adults um, and activities for students. Um, another resource I would say is Rethink Ed. Uh, Rethink Ed also has a lot of social emotional learning resources. They have videos, they have lesson plans, they have worksheets um, that you can use with students. Um, also, uh, if you're looking for curriculum wise, we have uh, School Connect. School Connect is a set of lessons. It's three modules. Each module includes about 30 lessons. They have an online platform that they also um, have the lessons and the worksheets and the slideshows to go along with it. Um, and then yeah, I think those are like the, the few that I can think of right now. Um, but I'm sure if you Google sell resources, yeah, yeah. plenty of things will pop up. Um, I know people have really great blogs right now where they're offering a lot of resources. I believe you have a blog. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll be adding some things. I'll be adding. I'll be adding. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's all I could think about right now. Great, great. Well, I really want to thank you for um, the time that you've taken to, to share with us. I love the work, and I know if others had a chance to see you in action before this, they would have been highly impressed. But just know that she is walking the talk. She's doing it. 
and it's not by myself though it's it's a real learning process and it's you know I think it's so important you have school leadership that backs you up because my principal is extremely supportive we have like I said the support network of uh, David Adams and the Urban Assembly um, you know I'm in a an advanced certificate course through the College of St. Elizabeth about cell leadership so it's not something that you that I'm doing on my own and it's not something that I think I have all the answers to because I don't um, which is why I'm you know still pursuing continually pursuing my knowledge and like reaching out to new people and you know always doing a webinar always listening to a podcast reading a book reading an article uh, so like I said I'm not the absolute expert but continually learning and whatever I learn I'm always willing to share and then for your for your teachers I like the piece that you are still that you're providing that professional learning because it's not that once training hey you've been trained in SEL now you're good no it's not a one-time thing you don't get just trained one time it's like we have to do this monthly we have to talk about social emotional learning in everything that we do let's look at our lesson plans how are we embedding social emotional learning into our lesson plans uh, let's look at our advisory program let's make sure that we're being explicit uh, in our professional development you know how are we talking about social emotional learning for ourselves as adults um, really important things like I said the learning doesn't stop <laughs> yeah exactly and that, that that feedback piece is even more important now as we're as we're having to readjust things to see okay is this working how can we improve yeah. are you guys doing as teachers mm -hmm. how's your piece yeah and so it's like you said the feedback is super important it helps to build self-awareness um in us as adults and then even for our students you know we do the desa the Devereaux students strengths assessment and we have our students reflect on what are their own areas of strength and what are their areas of need? Um, and just self-reflection is extremely important. I always think that when I think about the way that social emotional learning is done, I think about it as a cycle. First, you you teach a cell skill, then you reinforce it, then you, then you assess it, and then you reflect on it, and then you go back and the cycle starts again. So it's this continual uh, uh, cycle of teaching, reinforcing, assessing, reflecting over and over again. And that's a great model. It's something that we're definitely having to do now, reflecting how is it, how is my lessons going? How am I doing? Am I able to do this? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. It's been a it's been a great time. And I learned a lot as always. And I know my listeners will as well. Thank you very much. Thank and you so much for take. having me. This is my first podcast. I'm excited. Really? <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to our show. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and yet you chose us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned to our next episode.